Hello and welcome to another Ganymede and Titan Dwarfcast commentary, this time for Series 6, Episode 3, Gunman of the Apocalypse. So joining me, Jonathan Capps, and the Series 6 DVD um, is Ian Symes. Hello. John Hoare. Hi. Tanya Jones. Hello. Daniel Stevenson. Hello. And Joe Sharples. Hello. Hello everyone. We're all here, it's all fine, and we're ready to go. <laughs> So please, if you wish to watch along with us, uh, press play after these craftily edited pips. Beeps. There ain't no place in the whole of cyberspace. www.ganymede.tv And we start in traditional fashion with the opening credits. With the ugly red bars at the top and bottom. Yep. And old because apart from that, it might be the best, um, the best edited montage of a lot. Yeah, it's good. And the probably the least interesting thing to say about this episode <laughs> is that it is one of three episodes that are on this DVD that have got an added black bar at the bottom <laughs> that you can see on the DVD because the copies were fucked in some way, weren't they? What did the lads say? Yeah, they deteriorated yeah. in storage. Yeah. Um, so you've got that. You don't know it's on CRT, but no one watches anything on CRT. Anymore. And here's the woman who used to be in Spats. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Yeah. Her name is Lucy. This is beautifully shot. Jennifer Calvert. It's really nice. Jennifer what? Calvert. Calvert. Okay. Now, if we're going to be nitpicky here, so they're yes, we taking are. off um, <laughs> film noir here. Shouldn't they have the frame right? <laughs> I'm always picking when people shoot. They half the frame rate on the wrong series. I'm always picking when people do it the other way around. So really, if something should be film look, it's worth. Picking well, this is well. a game. This is a. It, this is not an actual film. They're not parodying something that is on the medium of film. True, but they are in black and white. <laughs> so this it makes a, sense that. Artificial reality games As would be video look because they're the most true to life. Greg Charles is doing a very good job of <laughs> dirty mind. <laughs> <laughs> to such an extent that oh no, it was a subsequent scene that was cut during the ninety four repeat run. Yeah, it was the jailbreak. <laughs> jailbreak ball ball Which is a very atypical Red Dwarf line, actually. I would say. Yeah. Jailbreak ball girl. Took me ages. There's a few little bits to work like, out. It's, it's, the, it's like um, yeah, does mouse shit roll? There's a few little bits mm. in series six. Swearing usually. Swear, swearing is odd. Yeah, I always wanted to know what the jailbait bullgirl line meant, so I googled jailbait and uh, <laughs> I was arrested for some reason. Uh, Government of the Apocalypse is third in the Silver Survey. It is the best series six Seven, episode. Yeah. It is really high up, guys. It's like a really good one. <laughs> it's one of them good ones. It's a really good one. <laughs> and I think we'll all agree that it's really good. I'm trying to figure out whether it's, it's my favourite. Whether it's oh, my favourite series six episode. Uh, <laughs> yes, probably. No, is your favourite? No, out of time. Oh is no, my fuck! Favorite. Yeah, actually, out of time is my all-time favourite. So I think that means <laughs> that it's also my favourite in series yeah. six. I suppose this um, is it serves the same purpose as a hollow deck um, in Next Generation, really. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. Just. Lightly used, I guess. Yeah. Um, it's that it returned in series seven and the and series eight, and they used it and changed everything. Yeah. 
almost always used as a way for Lister to shag things. <laughs> <laughs> you totally buy this sort of um, this the the set being next to a big waterfront. You know, it, it, you do not question the fact that it's in the back of Shepperton. That yeah. lighting is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it, it is fantastic, really isn't it? Good. I know we mentioned it's the such a cheap inch. effect, but it's brilliant. We mentioned the 50-inch TV every fucking time, but like it all scaled up. It just it looks stunning. Lister's uh, good attitude towards women, though. Is this is this a little bit of a maybe the start of just chipping away at Lister's character a bit too much? Like he's kind of I don't know, like. Lister using computer games to get sex. He wouldn't have done that in Be- um, Better Than Life. That was Cat's thing. Mm, he didn't true. use it for that. He he was more more noble. Like, but but it's it's a long time. <laughs> I guess <laughs> he's getting desperate now. I mean, you know, sirens and also, is too. And also, he's a... got a bit of taste because there's sexier computer sprites in Gunman <laughs> than in Better Than Life. <laughs> Yeah, you're underestimating the sex appeal of Tony Hawk's. <laughs> I know <laughs> always do that. I always make that mistake. I love this connecting set. I got really excited. Um, I was around the time of series uh, series ten. And I was just reading through the making of Red Dwarf book, and I forgot that there's a huge plan of the of the oh, whole of yes. the series six set in there. And the, the three distinct sections of, of Starbug just all laid out right in front of the audience. Oh. Is it one of the few set set plans we've got of Red Dwarf? I Are think there it's any others the only actually... actual... I don't know how official it was. I think it was maybe just well created for the book. No, it's a proper, no, it's a proper think, set. No, it's no, a proper it wasn't set. for the book. It was the actual, oh, right, okay. well, it was in that actual case, set design. I'm pretty sure it's the only one unless there's one tucked away in Usenet somewhere. I know that Jez has got the actual plan. It's Kel Surprise. <laughs> he stole it. The actual one for six. I, I can't yeah. watch this for It's uh, mm-hmm. it's signed by Mel Bridges from Rarespoke. Oh bloody hell! That's one of those ones where all I can think of is the Smegger. Yeah, be- I can't. Be- because your main version of this would have been the repeat. Yes. <laughs> for me, like the, I watched this episode over and over again, and it was the repeat version with that cut out, mm. and so. I had they also had the smeg ups at the same time, so my only experience of that scene yes, was smeg ups, and that's it, that's it? all that's I can. Odd. It, it completely exists outside of this episode for me. Um, Look at that shit! It's beautiful. Why there's a reason, wasn't there? Was it an accident that Rimmer was wearing red when he should be blue at this point? Uh, yeah. They, they they used it as a thing later, didn't they? That he would switch between the two, but I don't think yeah. at this point. It's but I think pretty much from Emo Hawk onwards, he's always in the blue. I don't think we see him in soft light again in series six. Yeah, yeah, and it would make sense that he would be hard light if he's. Actually, no, all he's doing is looking at monitors. Though, can, can I just check that zooming in effect they did when say they're low power. when it when it you know when the scene that comes yeah. on the screen is zooming away. Who's actually putting that? Is a simulant ship creating, 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, look, it just happened again. They've got a GVG uh, vision mixing desk. It's an incoming <laughs> message. It's coming the, into the screen like that. Is, That's her job. Uh, she's the vision mixer. <laughs> <laughs> I really like the uh, the um, starboard cockpit scenes. Are, are really well shot in this. Like, they have like so many different angles that they force out of it like the, the cat and lister in the foreground and Crichton in the middle of them in the background mm. and then the overhead shot and they, they they cut around it so well and it's just it's something we didn't really get in like the all, the cockpit stuff in the beginning it just yeah. felt like it was fairly limited i mean it's a bigger set isn't it well like i'm more more permanent as well i guess but um <laughs> it's Robert Llewellyn never wants to underact. Zero <laughs> effects in that entire bit. It's, just, it's pantomime, but it's perfectly done. Which comes back to the whole problem about complaining about being <laughs> yeah. broad. Yeah, when you got stuff like that, and it's obviously that it can be broad, and you've also got other things going on at the same time. The padded jacket is a bit weird, isn't it? I like Dennis Lil's double eyebrows. <laughs> Are you just rubbing the set? <laughs> oh, God. Ah, Robert reading the number here is actually a bit painful, unfortunately. It's a bit of a Series 6 thing, isn't it? Which is weird, because did he really... Oh, no, he didn't. He it's to, to get number, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's, it's to get the numbers right. Yeah. Is the way... I, I think because the mask must block out quite a lot of peripheral vision... He has to fully rotate his body in order to look at the idiot <laughs> yeah. board. Now, do I recall, I think, that when um, Gold showed this episode, that ad break comes here after yeah. he shot... It, it's really, really good, and it kind of... Because it's a time cut, isn't it? It, it's a time, it kind of... It's one of my little theories that... I'm not necessarily saying Red Dwarf is better with ad breaks, but I do like the way it feels with ad breaks sometimes when you it's put a, it in the right place. Yeah, you've got the same the thing with yeah. you've got the same thing with Queeg, where it cuts after a Red Dwarf is run by Queeg five hundred, bang into the ad break. Which weirdly, a lot of the time in series ten and uh, Back to Earth in particular, because the way that was turned from two into three, the ad break placings for episodes that were designed for a channel yeah. that have ad breaks aren't as good as the inserted ones. I, I, have, it, I have to say, there is an article I'm planning to write on that when Red Wood. Dwarf 10 is reported, so I will repeat it rather, so I will, <laughs> we will get into that. When Red Dwarf 10 is repeated, isn't that... It's not on as much as you think. Mm. But I'm waiting for it's it not, to be repeated. It's on DVD. On, like, yeah, but it's cut out on DVD. That's the thing, oh, the yeah. breaks aren't there. Red Dwarf coming back on to Netflix, for some reason, does not include um, Back to Earth and... Um, series ten, which is a side. Issue. But it does include series six. But it does, including the apocalypse. The apocalypse. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's odd. <laughs> yeah, you don't see them do that sort of movement very often on the no. model shots. It's quite Thunderbirds-ish. Uh, I guess it's it's necessary. I've said well, we need a model shot where Starbuck does a really sharp one eighty and fight like that's the only way you're gonna do a one eighty um, without. Did you like the uh, <clears throat> the spark from the computer, <laughs> the improbable spark from the computer? That's what happens when a computer gets a virus. <laughs> As, well, there's just recently seen an episode of The Prisoner where 
the computer overloads and smoke goes everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> I'm watching a lot of 70s Doctor Who at the moment. <laughs> There's the um, old laugh after about 38 minutes oh, that yeah. I wonder whether they couldn't edit out because it just feels a bit odd and peculiar. Yeah, it sounds like two people laughing. Yeah. Yeah. Like... This, this is all a bit... That like, is such a beautiful special effects. Yeah. A movie what as was well. The, That's what, really difficult. What was the company that, that did SVC, all the videos? SVC, who um, also like did all the... They didn't do the the special effects for Doctor Who um, uh, DVD releases, the new special effects. They did the video fixers, so the fixing oh, okay, pictures right. and stuff like that. They know what they're doing. It's great. It's to all a, a bit sudden. It's like the computer's got a virus. Wait a minute, let me... Just plug the, these. I mean, plug these things into my head, and then I'm in there for some reason. But he's a robot. Yeah, it's How true. How does the water help? They want to know. It's a cooling system. <laughs> it's a, a cooling <laughs> system in that it looks cool. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a no. It's a Nick cooling system. It's <laughs> a system built by Nick Cool. Some nice Starbucks wireframe in the background there. Again by yep. SBC, I believe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is an yeah another section of Starbucks the sleeping mm-hmm. quarter like the repurposed for different uses it's like a it's the equivalent of the science room slash science room but, yeah it's another weird like the similarities between seven and six there's far more of them than you'd imagine. Like that, well, yeah. that that set is pretty much identical. The the bedroom. They have a, yeah, they have a mm. common setting in like as we've said many times before. The cockpit is really iconic. For, yeah. For, from series six onwards, because it's set so much in there. Because it's, it spans two series. Why is he a sheriff in some almost? It's a uh, metaphor. <laughs> your your fact of the day is that the uh, uh, popular CBBC show Hacker Time also shot um, a Western parody at Laredo. Well, is really? it Laredo? Laredo. Laredo. Yeah. Laredo. Yeah. And you can tell with the big library, library so it's really, it's just not the this, same. Something that I learned from the, the set layout, the, this set, which was in front of the, well, not in front of the audience, it was built next to the audience. So, like, in parallel, so every, I don't think anyone would have been able to actually see them on that set. They'd have to Just look on the monitors. Yeah, monitor. Exactly the same as our IT crowd recording I was at. The guest set for that week was by the audience. Um, so it'd be interesting because that was at Pinewood. Um, yeah. It'd be interesting whether it's exactly the same for Red Dwarf 11. Well, we know by now. Yeah, do you remember? Because people have written set reports. By now, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> no, actually, do you remember um, last week's episode of Red Dwarf that we watched? Let's <laughs> be more realistic. Yeah, more realistic. <laughs> <laughs> think... yeah, of course, Series 12 was several years ago now. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever get a feeling, you know, we, I sometimes slug off Red Dwarf for having one or two jokes now. <laughs> GT's kind of a half a joke at this point. <laughs> Um, I have to say, Series 6 has my favourite Crichton makeup of any other series. It's great. inconspicuous, <clears throat> which if you can describe Crichton makeup as inconspicuous, in that it just looks like Crichton. I think all the other yeah. masks have got some element of them that is obvious of that. Like, I it like does, 5, but it it's got kind of pouty lips. Organic yeah. Like, as, in, 
an extension of the body rather than something tacked on. I think six and eight have the best masks. I think I think the That's mask of eight controversial. Well, no, it's just I mean it's just a Crichton mask and in eight. Though oddly, yeah, the lighting of series eight doesn't help her. <clears throat> no. Crichton discarding his rusty sheriff's badge there. Sir, I think I found a metaphor. I can't look at the uh, shooting <coughs> thing without just thinking, fuck it, hell! <laughs> Bit of a chicken. Cat's really good in this episode. Yeah. Actually, it's probably the best episode of Series 6 for Cat. Yeah. Twice in one lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're talking about oft-quoted. It's interesting that they actually... I mean, I know you've got this stuff, but it doesn't take them that long to get into the, um, the Wild West section. What is How long is it? It's about five minutes. Yeah. And, in, you know, compare that to Better Than Life, where you've got about half the episode yeah. before they get into, into the game. Speaking of agents. Oddly enough, it'd probably be about that <laughs> if, if we hadn't seen Crichton in the game before. Actually, this is around the point of better than life. Mm. I don't know. Aren't, we, we, aren't we around 15 minutes in at this point? Well, that's what I mean. It's I don't like 15 minutes in. I don't want to uh, run the risk of pressing the wrong button to find out. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, this is around the time that they do enter it in better than life. It's just that because we see a bit of Crichton yeah. before, it gets into it a bit faster. Just clap. It's all part of the like, Red Dwarf's ability just to... to cram like a, a high concept idea into such a short space of time that it always surprises you how long any particular section is because it's almost doing it almost seems to be doing something unnatural with <laughs> with time with these <laughs> things do you know what i mean like that it's almost like nothing overstays its welcome well, and so everything feels like it, the perfect length yeah 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 it's only when things start to drag that you start to pay any attention to how long <laughs> they've been on screen for and nothing is allowed to be saggy. Is this... Have you got comments about Dear David? Like, so <laughs> 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 oh, I'm easily pleased, Anson. Ah, uh, when you can still make yuppie jokes about Perrier water. <laughs> and then you see, it's interesting, isn't it? They were doing that in 88, and then they're kind of doing it in 93. You're kind of pushing it in 93. Son of cliche. Is, is that yeah. when Rob and Doug were starting to become old men who were a tiny bit out of touch? <laughs> all, all leads up to, you know... Rome. Your wife steals all your friends, and um, <laughs> you get caught on a technical support line. <laughs> you make hipster jokes these days; they fucking deserve it. <laughs> I really enjoy this sound effect. Yeah, and also, isn't there some sick? Lovely. Like they actually have some liquid in this. They hat. do. They do have some liquid on. Yeah, it looks like it is. Or it might just be a, a, some soup. Some soup. You fucked up, Rimmer. Couple of government short of a posse. 
This is such a joke. <laughs> <laughs> what is the rest of that line? Because he doesn't. It's not subtitled, and it's it's sort of hidden under laugh. You're I never fat, hear what he actually says there. You're a fat bearded git with breath that could paralyse a bison. No, oh, Danny was only isn't asking. Isn't it? Isn't it, <laughs> it concussor grizzly? Or am I incorrect? Okay. I don't know. I think it's Concussor Grizzly. I think in Primordial Soup or Son of Soup, whichever it is. Yeah, Son of Soup, it's Paralyzer Bison. I think it's rewritten, but we can never check that. This is a, another great rumour line coming up. <laughs> Mr. Sad Git or what? <laughs> <laughs> do, do you get the metaphor there that his mule's called Dignity? Do you get it? And he's handing it in. <laughs> I just want to make sure we're all on the same page. He's, giving no. he's handing his in his mule called Dignity. I'm right. sweeping away. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're the only people That's who are going to get that quote. I think I get that one. <laughs> I get it. I get it, guys. <laughs> oh, that's a, that's Jimmy, weird. you prick. <laughs> he is a There's no need for this. There's possibly something to be said. Bearing in mind that Rob and Doug are acknowledged fans of um, Star Trek Next Generation, what point Red Dwarf starts taking ideas from the gen Next Generation? <laughs> because Next Generation starts in 87, but 88, it wasn't really, I can't remember when it was first shown in this country, but 88, they probably wouldn't have seen it. Yes, but well, it starts getting more and more to the point where this is a very Next Generation kind of plot. And I, it's very holodeck. I assumed that um, this was a rip-off of Star Trek The Next Generation until something happened which made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't need holodeck. Really good um, use of reverse footage. Uh, do you know what? I've, I've never, I've never liked it. I think it looks awkward. I, I think it looks really... I don't like it at all. I, I like... I don't know. I like this. This looks yeah, great. That's a beautiful so good. bit of... But no, the reversing of the footage just looked like cheap reverse footage to me. I don't think it looks very good. It's the unnatural pauses uh, because it's hard to backwards think, react or something. I, I quite like it in the context of this being a simulation. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Well, yeah, you've got some dreadful things in backwards where the, where it pauses as they didn't have yeah. the footage at the beginning. Oh, God, yeah. that's not nice. And you know it didn't look that great in nineteen eighty nine either. It's not just you look back on it now. Mm. It's it, yeah. Why is the cat speaking in Spanish all of a sudden? It's in character. Oh. It's just at this point, there's just an iconic moment every thirty seconds or so. Yeah. Though <sighs> the timing, that, the timing of that is perfect. Though you know what, the, the slightly unrealistic nature of the sparks there has always ever so slightly annoyed me. <laughs> it's in a game. Orange. They wouldn't be orange. <laughs> they are in this game. Yeah, <laughs> and they need to be noticeable. Because it's, actually, yeah, yeah fuck Gunman the Apocalypse. It's shit. Today you'd have a CG bullet quite easily and effectively. Not so much. Uh, oh, I mean, this actually, makes... the thing that works really well is when it gops off the metal metalings at a horse or whatever, and that's really well done. The kind of reaction. The phone it. is good, and it. I just think it, it just looks a bit too orange. If they just turned it down a bit. God, that mask must have been absolutely ruined by coffee or whatever it is. Bits of chocolate. Best chocolate. This, we're bloody racing through this episode, aren't we? Bloody hell! It doesn't feel like. Yeah. It feels like about five minutes. It just. 
No, we need to beckon down the Dove program. <laughs> and we have a reappearance of Shmi here for the third time. Yeah. Yeah, I keep forgetting about this one. Isn't it every series in a row from four, four to, to seven? Oh, was it in seven as well? Yeah, I, it must in, have been. Uh, at Rimmer's uh, funeral. Oh, oh yeah. God, yes. Goodbye, Mr. Smith. And then, ironically, series eight, which has far too many ideas reused, doesn't yeah. happen. <laughs> yeah, it's references. the first joke that almost overstays its welcome, and it probably happens in this episode. Like, it seems like one too many at this point. Unless I'm just being a cunt. I think it depends on what order you see them because <laughs> I saw series five first, then series six, then series four. <laughs> so, oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's why you keep saying that. <laughs> yeah, well, that, that's another problem with it as a joke, I think. Here is another fascinating fact. On the repeat on Dave, this flash was shortened, presumably due to um, epilepsy yeah. worries. So it's about half the length of it. Well, let's find out. Simon Bromley, if you're listening to this, have you just fallen over? Let us know. (laughs) War war is all very impressive, like blowing flames everywhere and that, but what the fuck else does he do? (laughs) He's got very impressive eyebrows. Again, (laughs) it's a trait of baddies in this (laughs) section. Do you know what that? And then he just puts it. He puts it out. <laughs> I'm not, not going to use that. Yeah, fuck you. That bit is fine. You know, the first shot of him breathing fire is so obviously a cutaway shot that it feels a bit. I can feel the edit as it yeah. goes to him. It doesn't really. <laughs> you fucked up. Rumour should have accidentally exited the game just then, where he rubbed his hands together. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, because it's broken. Fine. <laughs> that really looks like it hurts as well. Rimmer it does gets make an impact. Yeah, a does. brutal death in the backwards novel at this point. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. The, the, um, the, the, the eyeballs. The... Oh, no, I'd forgotten that. I don't even. I'd forgotten about that. I'm thinking of the the shoe, the description of the bullet going through the shoe. Oh no! I'm... Oh no! I don't... He actually dies two deaths in that book, depending on whether you're listening to the abridged version or not. Rob Gannett is very unpleasant. Man. Rob Gannett. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> you see, this is the point where Holly would be useful, isn't it? <laughs> You're hallucinating. For so long, I had I could not make out what the fuck Cat was saying. Yeah, because he... this is a good shot where Lister disappears here. That's just—it's really good. Yeah. It's yeah, very it's... small, but it just sells it just enough. And that as well—that's a really good little split screenshot that you wouldn't really even think about. Yeah, and on location as well. Bit of a quick cut to list. Yeah, it is a bit of a quick cut. Yeah, there's whatever you can do to get away with it. Because on first to fiftieth viewings, you don't notice those things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's probably worth remembering <laughs> yeah. when we 
This is a weirdly composited shot in that he's not quite, but almost staring down the barrel when he's talking to the poor horseman. Yeah. I love the, the use of skill slow-mo for in this presenting. episode. It's very unusual for Red Dwarf, actually. Slow-mo. they make it <laughs> just, that's a brilliant shot and that's one of the yeah, best that's beautiful. Ever yeah. it's just well, the, the, one of the things that impressed me most about the physical effects like that is that the amount of effort compared to seconds on screen is just so mm. out of whack you know yeah it's all part of the glorious whole yeah just awesome now, this was supposed to be a water planet, wasn't it? That's the thing everyone all... And then lava. The one fact pattern. people know about Gunman is this was supposed to be a water planet. We can do lava. Was that the one? Yeah, that's the one. And then, yeah, lava... Uh, well, yeah, lava's much better. Fun so, fact, of course, they did do mm. uh, water planet in... Um, Captain in, in dimension In Dimension Jump, but... Um, they didn't actually have cyber crashing into the water. I think that's the key thing. The second time in Series 6 that there's slightly... Dodgy sort of um, yeah, Starbuck yeah, yeah. flying into it, the distance, the, fake model shots. The, the, of, the, do, of the dodgy, movement. dodgy effects in that in terms of that started in series six, not series seven. It's just there's not very many of them in series yeah. six, mm. and there's also lots of brilliant model shots to yeah. make up for it. But yeah, it, it's slightly you you can begin to feel the budget straining mm. of what they're trying to do. Is th- is that the third best episode of Red Dwarf ever? <laughs> Uh, Do you know what? I don't think it is. That's not to say that I think it's, you know, this this, this a difficult one. I can't remember where I placed it. No, no, me. I, 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 I think it it sounds really awful and kind of annoying and irritating and arsy. But as I get older, I start liking the more character driven stuff more. I was about to say and the I same thing. I don't think Gunman is that character driven. It's just a very clever, nice, well done idea. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it, depends, it depends what you get from the show and it's brilliant that different people get different things. It's got a great comedic plot uh, as of so many episodes. And so many great one-liners and brilliant yeah. jokes. It's one of the funniest episodes, certainly. Um, but yeah. There's a reason why as I get older I, I dimension jump just kind of keeps crawling higher and higher, stuff like that. It's a remarkable episode, Dimension Jump, really, because it is it is so heavily character focused, but it still it still stands out alongside Gunman as like an iconic episode. Mm. Um, and of course, back to reality as well. I mean, you can't really get any more character driven. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Back to reality. Yeah, whereas here, I guess the difference is that they're playing funny. Western characters, but they're not as intrinsically linked as alter egos go. No. They're not as intrinsically linked to their main no. characters as Dwayne Dibley and Sebastian Doyle, etc. Absolutely, and I think that's the thing that when that 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 there, there there was I remember one of the one of the first times I was outraged by a piece of Red Dwarf criticism was when, <laughs> and it's been a long history since <laughs> since then, but was when I read people who said they weren't that keyed on Red Dwarf 6 and I was outraged and I'm still outraged in that I think they're wrong but Lots as I get people. older I, f- I begin to understand a bit more why people might not be quite as keen on it and it's because I do think a lot of Series 6 is, is slightly less character driven 
and if that's what you really love yeah and it's, it's an easy for, for people that know you know or you know pay more than average attention to the show than than sort of you know most people would it's obvious that six has is going for a more almost traditional sitcom um a formula like lot, lots of gag lots of gags and it's easy to dismiss yeah. it it's like oh it's it's just you know repeated gags yeah. and uh, but actually no you know it's it's got a heavier element of that but it's still red dwarf in all the important ways it's exactly like people criticizing a low low and um it's catchphrases because it's very easy to be sneered. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's something that sticks that. out. And, and, and yeah. there's a difference between that and a preference and a feeling that maybe. Yeah. Um, Who cares if a, if a show is full of catchphrases? How good are the catchphrases? <laughs> you know, yeah. how effective are they? Are they, how effective are they? Are they used in different yeah. ways for different scenes? Uh, or are they, are they how very. Are they, they the only thing there? Or are they actually, yeah. you know. Yeah, exactly. It's. It, it, it's a, a gag-filled episode yeah. of a sitcom. Oh yeah, fuck, fuck a sitcom that's just full of gags. Yeah. No one wants that <laughs> apart from everyone. You well, know? The key difference is that the running jokes here are running jokes rather than just repeated jokes. Yeah, they, they develop each time and they change each time. It's not literally the same line of dialogue over and over again. Well, there's definitely something about the damage report machine being damaged. I can't remember where that's repeated. It it turns up all over the shop. Yeah. It's, in, it's in more than just series six. Yeah, that's I think that's what it is. I don't even know if it's twice in series six, but um, yeah, it, I mean, I, just, I, I do get a bit kind of um, it's 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 very easy to gloss over how you describe a series in terms of. I feel like I've not done series six justice or done. Red Dwarf just when I talk about, oh, I, when I, when I talk about character-driven episodes, that's that and character-driven jokes. That's great, but that's also a very general description with not very much nuance and not very much examination. And, and I worry when you start to talk about things like that. Yes, it's not that it isn't a point, yeah. but also it's a way of trying to sound like you're saying something about a show without actually saying <laughs> very much at all. Yeah. If you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, it is. Welcome to Get a <laughs> Um and, and every episode is has elements, has, has character-driven elements. Every episode has gags. It's just that each episode has different proportions of them, depending on what's suitable for I, the story. I do think you've got the a, series as a, whole. a really good point in when you talk about the difference of the alter egos between Bacteriality and Gunman. I think that's, mm. that's kind of the key thing that you're not really shedding that much light on the characters no. really in Gunman. No, it's, it's there for different reasons. Yeah, it's just serving a different purpose. comedic thing to do. Yeah, and why not? Like You've done pretty much the best character-driven episode you could do with virtual reality, alter egos, or not virtual reality, but yeah, yeah. Um, altered reality um, alter egos, so Use it do, a, a different do, do a romp. Yeah. A classic romp. A classic romp. Classic romp. Just, just like, um, well, the first four episodes of series eleven so far. I mean, we'll see so what far. see what five's like um, <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Even though, apparently, series twelve was seven years ago um, at the start of this. <laughs> Time is occurring in random pockets. Oh, shit, am I carrying a joke over from Camille now? I think I might be. No, no, not okay. this episode. Oh, right, good. 
I have to say, I really didn't think Series 18 had actually happened. <laughs> well, I, would, I never thought they'd replace the late, great Chris Barry, but they really did. I never, <laughs> I never I thought, thought that was Jack. <laughs> I never thought we'd actually see Norman Lovett's penis in an episode of Dwarf. And I'm glad that we haven't. So, Ed by everybody. <laughs> yeah. bye. Ed bye. bye. Thank you for listening to GNT Dwarfcast, and we hope sometime in the future you'll decide to listen to our Dwarfcast again. Have a safe onward journey. Goodbye. Hello and welcome to yet another fucking GNT Dwarfcast commentary. Fucking. Joining me in this room where we are watching this episode in a counter, no, clockwise direction. Ian Symes. <laughs> Hello. John Hall. Hello. Tanya Jones. Hello. And Joe Sharples. Hello. Good. We're all here. <laughs> The DVD's in the in the DVD box. Hey! Sorry. Oh shit! <laughs> the four of us are here as normal. <laughs> I'm sorry, I genuinely didn't. And also that joining me is speakers. <laughs> Hello, speakers. Hello. Fucking hell! <laughs> this is why Ian hosts everything. We should have a little Danny face on a stick. So I'm gonna have to do the whole thing again, aren't I? Yeah, yeah. and I'll try not to. Okay. <laughs> and remember to introduce yourself. Oh yeah, I always do that. <clears throat>